Welcome again to uh, the Winter Forums, the Holy Ghost Forums in Barrington, New Jersey, at the venue of Good News Family Worship Center. We welcome you, those of you who are watching online. Uh, these uh, sessions will be um, videoed and available to you on YouTube. And uh, we have some things we need to announce. Uh, Bert, if you would share, we have. Uh, well, let me introduce the panel. Um, my wife and I are the senior leaders at Good News, Ray and Carol Shannon. To our right, your left on the end is Pastor Tim and Elena Shannon. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. We are so grateful for them. They're our associate pastors. Amen. We have Pastor Carrie Shannon. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, our daughter. Glory to God. Amen. Oh, you can do better than that. That's our daughter. Hallelujah. <laughs> to our right, or to our left, your right rather, Evangelist Bert and Carolyn Farias. And we've had a, yes, we are grateful for the panel, but uh, Bert has uh, been traveling the world, he and Carolyn, and uh, God has gifted him and graced him to write books, and the books are excellent, and if you would, just share what product is available here and for those online and how they can get it. All our books are on Amazon under my name. Also on our website, holy-fire.org. But everywhere we travel, we bring hard copies, paperback copies of these books. It's part, and the Lord had to really encourage me because I got tired of just carrying these books everywhere. And, you know, you go to certain places, not a lot of people will buy the books. It's an information age. Some people don't read as much and others are overloaded with information. But um, these books, I believe, are really strategic. They carry fire. They carry the spirit and the word of the Lord for this hour. And so if we don't talk about them, a lot of times people don't take the time and, yeah. and look at them. So we'll just briefly mention each one. This is uh, pertaining to the last session we just had. This is a little book on prayer, one of our most popular ones, actually, surprisingly. It's Prayer, the Language of the Spirit. And this has to do with just, um, you said it earlier, about cultivating an awareness of the Lord 24-7. Whereas most people with their prayer lives, they compartmentalize their life. Prayers over here, then work, mm. then sleep, then family time. Then, And the Lord corrected me um, and said, no, it's all inclusive. You take me everywhere you go. When you spend time with your family, you're spending time with your family with me. Amen. You know, even when you're watching the New England Patriots win the Super Bowl, <laughs> you can watch it with me. So Jesus watches football. The fact that he lives in us and we're watching football. He doesn't watch the Eagles, but he does watch the Patriots. I know that. <laughs> okay, just joking. Just fly, joking. Eagles, fly. <laughs> All right. Anyway, this book will really stir you and help Mine's you. Mine's more biblical. To learn how to enhance an awareness of God's presence in your life all day long. And then, um, ah, well, we've been talking about this too, you know, the importance of praying in other tongues. There was a season in 2002 um, where the Lord led me into a really intense time of prayer and fasting where he told me to really immerse myself in praying in the Holy Ghost because my life, things were messed up in our lives and ministry and God wanted to do some things in my heart. And I prayed so much in the Holy Ghost that the words turned to English. 
And this is what came out of it. So it's pretty bold that you're, um, this whole book is prophecy. For the most part, people say, man, you know, that's, that's, you know, how can you be so arrogant and say that this is all from God? <laughs> I'm just saying you test it. I submitted to you, but this is what I heard in that, in that time of prayer and fasting. And people that read this book, it's like they get into the spirit reading the book and testimony after testimony. It's like God was speaking directly to me. God used the words of your book to speak directly to my character, to my heart, to my call. Well, that's because the words are born of the spirit of God. You know, it's not because I'm a talented writer because really I don't think I'm that good of a writer. But when you write things by the Holy Ghost, that carries. Amen. It carries. You know, the books that you read that are 100 years old, there's a reason why they're still around. (laughs) Something in it carried over. Is that it? Is that all you want me to plug? Yeah, that was what we just did. So that was good. You want something else? One more. The real real Jesus. Yeah. Okay. This is important. Passing on the move of God to the next generation. Yeah, this is a um, really the the most passionate I think word and season that we're in right now about helping the younger generation come into these things. And when I say younger generation, now for us it's like anybody that's like forty and under is kind of like <laughs> it used younger to be. Generation. It used to be like the twenty year olds, the teenagers. <laughs> now as we get older, it's like. Pretty soon we'll be like 80 and we're passing on to the 60 year olds. That's like the next generation. But um, this has to do with, again, some of the things that are fading in Pentecost, especially the move of the spirit. But we also talk about the word of God because, you know, there's a whole group of, of ministers today that are preaching this greasy grace and this slimy sentimental love and you can live as you please and kind of do what you want and Jesus bore all your all your sins and you can just pretty much, you can never lose your salvation and there's no hell and there's no judgment. And there, I mean, it's like... The earth is flat. The earth is flat. <laughs> Seducing spirits. And doctrines of demons. It's the day we're living in. I'm telling you. And the young generation, my heart goes out to them because sometimes the Lord has to remind me. They didn't receive what you did. You know, back in the 80s when there was a move of God on or the 70s. And we have young people today that don't know Smith Wigglesworth. They don't know John G. Lake. They don't know Kenneth Hagin. They don't know Lester Summerall. They don't know Gordon Lindsay. These were our heroes. These are the books that I read and the schools that I attended. These were men of the word and the spirit, pioneers of Pentecost. And so I got to remind myself, you know, some of these kids coming up now, they didn't, there's not a lot required of of, of some of them because they didn't receive all this stuff. It's on us to pass it on. Yes, they need to receive it, but, and then they need to, pass it on themselves. So this is a book about just getting a hold of these things and, you know, again, saturating yourself in what God's saying, the word of the Lord. We were just in Arizona last month. We're in February, right? Yeah, January. And because uh, the um, pastor who's called Bishop uh, got a hold of this book and then he uh, gave it to 10 of his staff, this book. And he called us to uh, the. He, he turned the work over to his daughter, who's awesome and anointed. But she uh, just let God move 
while we were there. She didn't she didn't hold anything back. Praise God. And we had such a powerful move. And but this door opened um, as a result of as a result of that because they want this. And there was a lot of young people there. So Amen. It, it really is a powerful book. Well, we see it in Scripture. Yeah. We see uh, Elisha, Elijah, at a point in his life, throws his mantle on this man plowing and uh, with many yoke of oxen. Because, and, and the thing that's significant about many yoke of oxen is that's how bad and hard and difficult the ground was to clear. He needed that many to clear the ground. And there's, uh, when you are that disciplined and that focused, that you got, you'll put on as many oxen as you need to clear the ground that's been assigned to you or given to you. And I want to say this. You can change, and those of you watching online, you can take God's provision and change any situation that seems difficult, so hard, and almost impossible to have a harvest from, and you can change it under the anointing and power and presence of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. He throws his mantle on him and just walks away. But in that mantle that was thrown on Elisha, he had a knowing he, that it, he just, I, I, there was a calling in that mantle. I'm, I'm called to serve the prophet of God. He finished what he was doing and then he hooked up with Elijah. Now, that mantle, when Elijah departed and he saw all the miracles, how would you like to follow somebody that in one instance, a king sent out 50 army, 50 members of his army out to apprehend and bring Elijah to him. And Elijah calls fire down out of heaven. Now, Elisha's his servant pouring water on his hands and taking care of his needs. And here you are with the man of God, and he's calling fire down from heaven, and fire consumes the 50 people. You sure you want to follow this guy? I mean, think about it for a minute. If I'm a man of God, may fire come down from heaven and consume thee. Boom! And Elisha's standing there. I better rethink who I'm serving here. The king sends another 50 out. Another 50. The first 50 didn't come back with them. Send the 50 more. We're looking for the man of God. Are you the man of God? If I'm a man of God, may fire come down from heaven and consume thee. Fame! And Elisha. Man, I'm glad on this guy's side. This happened. This happened. And many other miracles and instances of the servant serving the prophet. And it's interesting because the mantle gets passed on and this importance of passing this on to the next generation. Listen, it doesn't matter what age we are. Everyone in the hearing of just even this forum is, you know, God chooses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. But there's a download, there's a presence. Man, there's an essence of glory in the things we are communicating and what the Holy Spirit's inspiring. We give him the credit. Absolutely. In the essence, it's it's a tangible also. When when Elijah put that through that mantle on Elisha, there was a tangible oh, yeah. anointing 
There was something tangible Unifying. that he felt. And he obeyed instantly. He didn't say, stand there and try My to figure God. out the rest of his work day, mm. what he was going to do with the oxen, who was going to continue on, what should I do with the rest of the week, how should I plan my calendar. He immediately responded to the anointing. Amen. Immediately. And these things, that, that's even what Bert wrote about, these are things that is in our heart, seeing to see the necessity of it, to pass it on to our generation, to the generation under us, to the next generation under them. Amen. And I guess there's the next one under them, too. I don't Should know the many. Lord tarry. Yeah, well, I'm thinking about the little ones, the, the toddlers and all of them. That's that, that generation. This should be passed down to even that young generation. They should be being filled with the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues. Amen. You get them when they're young and start to cultivate that in their life. But even Peter speaking by the Holy Ghost said, this is for all generations to come until he comes himself. Hallelujah. The promise of the Holy Ghost, the fire of the Holy Ghost, the ways of the Holy Ghost and all these things. And it's just being, it, it, it's just being diminished because the ones that are, are, are listen, mentorship, being mentored, Amen. Elijah and Elisha. Even though there were other prophets with Elijah. But Elisha stayed so close to Elijah, his father. Amen. He was not ashamed of calling him, my father, my father. And he had an endearment yes. to him. And he received everything. And if, when, after Elijah goes and he's translocated into heaven and taken to heaven, he didn't die a physical death. Amen. But he's taken up to heaven. And Elisha, that double portion fell on him. And if you read and start reading Elisha's life, boy, I'll tell you something. When he spoke the fire, God came, things began to happen. And not everything seemed so pleasant and all of that, you know. There were things that he spoke that would make you just shudder. But he learned how to move and operate in the anointing of God by staying close. Now, I want to say this for a reason. Wow. Praise God. Because there's a generation we are not teachable. And this generation is very <clears throat> independent. Mm. And it's a generation that is in, like, um, I would say from 40 years old and down. And you have to be very careful because you have to be teachable to receive. And that Phew. is a submission to God himself. Yeah. And we say we're Christians, but we have to be submitted first to him, submitted to one another. And if someone is doing wrong wow. and they're a dear friend of yours, don't hold back talking to them. We hear so many different things, and, and, and we were just kind of talking about it. This generation is living according to what the, they see on Instagram and over here and all this and the competition. I'm just going to say it. And the lust that's coming across the media and electronics anymore. And we have to conform to this to be accepted. Absolutely not. No. And, and, and 
girls and guys getting together and drinking and having parties, but we're Christians and this and that, and we don't need to talk about the Holy Ghost. We'll do that on Sundays in our church where we only have an hour service so we can get more people to come and not get them to and entertain the presence of God and let the gifts of the Holy Ghost move and the demonstrations and be in his presence. Do you understand what yeah. I'm saying? Amen. And this is the mentorship that is out there. And we're not speaking the word of God that is purifying the body of Christ. What happened Jesus said, to the Sabbath? Jesus said, be holy as I'm holy. What is what with the Sabbath? That was one of the Ten Commandments. Those commandments never changed. God is still holding us accountable to the Ten Commandments. And to keep the Sabbath holy. I've watched so many things in our generation. We watched uh, Lady Bird Johnson come in and establish 7 Southland Corporation, 7 On Sundays, there was, On not, Sunday. there was not a, 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 a um, store that was open, not even a gas station. The Blue Law. You had to have everything prepared by Saturday. We spent time with our families. We went to church, spent time with our families. We talked about different things. We laughed. We had good times. Keep the Sabbath holy. Honor your father and your mother. Something that's disqualified anymore. Parents are not allowed, no matter what their age, to speak into their children's lives. We're not allowed to do that because it's not permissible. It's not relevant. It's not right to do that today. Let me tell you something. The Bible is filled, especially Proverbs, about the gray-haired ones. My God. Filled with it. Mm -mm -mm. And all I'm saying is this, is that we have to be so careful who's mentoring us. What teaching we're sitting under. Boy, that's good. Because I want to be, if it's me, if I saw that, if I even saw it, there is a hunger inside of me that goes, God, I want to be connected. We prayed for years and years, my husband and I, that God would put seasoned ones, seasoned older ones that were at the time, gray haired ones, seasoned in the things of the spirit and also the things of the natural Yeah, that had wisdom, put them into our lives that they could speak into our lives. And even if we are wrong in something that they could help us and steer us in the right direction. Yeah. And we prayed and begged God for this. And it just didn't seem like God was listening to us. And then all of a sudden, the door opened up through Brother Joe Jordan. And we met, had the time to meet with um, Mom Goodwin and spent time with Mom. And Mom would speak into our life. Mom even corrected me. And you know what? I didn't take that correction, Carolyn or Bert. I didn't take you it. You weren't offended. I didn't take it. I wasn't oh, offended. Not at all. I yeah. wasn't offended. I, inside, it was like, thank you, Lord, because I needed to hear that. I needed that. But if you speak behind the pulpit and it's bringing correction, people are offended by it. How dare we be offended by the word of God that's Stupid. pure and unadulterated. Do you understand what I'm saying? Listen, there's going to be fiery preaching to bring the church into Hallelujah. divine alignment. Mm. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? Because of the sin that's in the church and the sin has to get out of the church. And God said he will come back for our church, a bride without spot or blemish. And if you have spot and blemish, when he comes back, you are not part of that group. That's going up in the rapture of Jesus Christ with Jesus Christ. Another teaching so coming out against the rapture of the Lord Jesus Christ and the church being raptured. I'm telling you, be careful. Be careful what you hear and what you say and what you see. I want to speak to the young generation, to the girls even watching by Internet. And even if you're older and you struggle with things, but don't be wearing things that are, are is, is revealing. and revealing. revealing. Wear to be dressed. Chaste. Chaste and pure behavior, wearing bikinis and things like this. I'm telling you, God's fire is going to come down on this. I'm telling you, it is. It is. And the competition, and I love everybody and loving all those, but I didn't know this is all going to come out. But this is the Holy Ghost. Yes, it is. He because is holy. Because you know what? I am not going to conform to this world. Come on. But I'm going to conform to the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of heaven and his rule, his righteousness, his government. And I feel pure. And when you can go to bed feeling pure and holy and not having this competing and competition worn in your mind and all this stuff that the world is bringing and the generation that is just at tug at like warring against the purpose and the divine plan of God for your life. It feels so good to go to bed. Feeling pure and holy. Amen. Amen. Going to bed and saying, Lord, if there's anything that I have done in my life, in my day today, that was displeasing to you, forgive me. Wash me in the power mm -mm -mm. of the precious blood of Jesus. Wow. How powerful that is. Amen. And guess what helps to keep us holy and pure? Praying and speaking in other tongues. Hallelujah. in the word of God and those mysteries that are My hidden God. in here. God begins to open up and reveal. God taught me how to dress, guys. Believe it or not, back then in the 60s and all that, I had my mini skirts. I even was braless, like all that stuff that went on. I know I'm saying it on air. I just did it all, what everybody else was doing. And I remember this one, one of our, um, his little nephews and all this said to his mom and said, Mom, how could, how can she be a mom? And I had two children when she's dressed like that. And that pierced me. Do you know that pierced me and I wasn't born again? And when I got born again, I'll tell you, God came. I had let him. I didn't give him permission. And I shouldn't say I let. I embraced everything he wanted to do in my life. Yes. Amen. Come on. And I started to dress pure and modest. I remember going to the store to try to find clothes that were pure and modest. And to still look, you know, like I was in style, you know. Yeah, still look stylish. Yeah, still. Now I'm a great-grandmom. Yeah, great-grandmom. Grandmom, great-grandmom. Yeah. And it's like, but you know what? God, it's the purity of God, and he wants us to radiate him. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Amen. Came, I got baptized in the Holy Ghost when I was three weeks in the Lord. And it just came, and I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop. 
And you know what? Because of it, the downloads it didn't understand it. Thank but you, I just Lord followed Jesus. the Holy Ghost. And the purification that started taking place in my life. Yeah, the washing and regeneration. To remove things. Staying in his word started removing things. Glory to God. Titus 3.5 says, wash the washing here. of regeneration. Who has, does somebody have a tongue? Tim. Pastor Elena? I don't want to just say it. No, because, yeah. Sometimes we have to wait on the clearness of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yes, praise you, Lord. This is a holy time, beloved. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Pondo Hallelujah. You see, for I'm calling from generation to generation. And I'm calling for you to hear the words that are being spoken in this time. Because I'm wanting uh, for you to hear the clarity of my call for purity. Because I desire for all my people to come into that place that there's pure hearts, pure spirit, for pure flow. Mm. And you sotara mashitro pacacia, nende me non sapea, er pora manchati, non vare meshentin cansia. So it's now in this time that I'm requiring my bride to dig deep, to fight against the wiles of the enemy, and to hold fast to faith. For the foundation of God stands sure. It is a solid foundation. From times of old, it has been established. So let everyone who names the name of my son depart from iniquity. For in a great house, there are not only vessels of honor, but vessels of dishonor. 
some of wood and clay, and some of silver and gold. So remove yourselves and separate yourselves and cleanse yourselves from that which is dishonorable. Even as my word, even in my word as it is written, come out from among them and be ye separate and touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you and you shall be my sons and my daughters and you shall walk with me. Even as it is written to cleanse yourselves from the filthiness of the flesh and of the spirit, even perfecting holiness in the fear of God. For it is written again that without holiness, no man can see God. No man can please God, for only the pure in heart will be able to see Him. And only the pure in heart will be able to be a part of that number that you have heard about even today. So separate yourselves. I'm calling you to myself. I'm calling you to be purged from those things that would defile you. Those things that would hinder you. Those things that even would impoverish your spiritual life. I'm calling you away from those things. I'm calling you to be cleansed and to be purged from those things. By giving heed to my word. By giving heed even to this instruction and the correction and the reproof that you are hearing even now. For a wise man will hear rebuke. A wise man will receive correction and be yet wiser, but a fool will despise it Mm. and will continue to walk in transgression. And for him, there will be no remedy. For him, the way will continue to be hard until he returns to the sure way, to the sure path. Yes, for my church is the pillar and ground of truth. And within that truth, you shall find yourself, oh, hearkening and and hearing and doing that truth. You will find yourself in me. For he that hears my word and does it is my disciple and shall abide in me and be found in that day in me. And there shall be no guilt, no guile, no shame in that day but I will count him as holy I will count him as blameless and I will receive him and I will say to him thou good and faithful servant enter into the joy of the Lord that has been prepared for you for these things are not temporal these things are eternal these things will follow you even unto eternity and will determine who you are in me and with me throughout eons of time and eternity. Oh, so be as a wise man today and consider these things and pray. Oh, Lord, teach me to number my days that I might Mm. walk in wisdom, that I might do your will, that I might be found without spot and without blemish in that day and be received into that fold and receive my eternal reward and my crown. Even so, my eyes look to and fro this day to find him whose heart is perfect toward me. We bask in that word right now, Lord. Penetrate our hearts. My God. Have mercy on us, Lord. Forgive our compromise. In the name of Jesus, wash us in your holy blood, Lord and Lamb of God. 
Cleanse us from anything that's displeasing to you, Lord. (laughs) Thank you for your grace. My God. There's a holy torch that God wants to pass. And I know this, I know from the word, I know from prophetic utterances that's been spoken years and years and years ago by those who have been proven prophets. This generation of young people from toddlers up into college age. That God wants to pass this torch. And I do believe this with all my heart. There's mm. a hunger to walk in the understanding of these things that God has placed there. Wow. And I believe God and I know God will meet you there. Mm. And even for the ones that are here, those that are watching by internet, don't just sit back, come out. Yeah. You have to come out mm. under the anointing to receive the impartation and the anointing. But you can be mentored by those that walk holy and blameless before God. Mm. That your calling will be a sure calling and God is calling you forth. Hallelujah. Glory. In Proverbs chapter 30, book written by inspiration of the Holy Ghost, for generations present and generations future. Verse 11 says this, forecasting what was going to be coming in the future. There is a generation that curses its father and does not bless its, its mother. That curses its father and does not bless its mother. There is a generation that is pure in its own eyes. If there's ever been a time, listen, you and I have a gift from God to have to be able to appraise things from a spiritual perspective. Scripture says we are seated in heavenly places in Christ. So we have the capability. Actually, you and I are seated in two places simultaneously. You're here. Those of you who are here sitting, you're here, but you're also in Christ at the right hand of the Father. And the good news is that Christ is at the right hand of the Father, and he's also in us simultaneously. But there's a generation that's pure in its own eyes. 
the devil has infiltrated the church with false doctrine, false teaching, doctrines of demons to disqualify the church from walking in the holiness that we're born of. And when God said, be holy as I am holy, Jesus said, the scripture says, be holy as I am holy. He wasn't asking us to do something out of the result of the law and out of the flesh in our own effort. He was revealing something that because any man found in Christ is a new creation, the old passes away, behold, all things become new. That word creation in the Greek is kainos, and it means a species that never existed before. So when we were born again, we became a brand new species. And the DNA of the Father is in us, in Christ, the incorruptible word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So holiness is something you and I don't have to strive for. It is something we need to protect and choose to walk in. We didn't earn it. Hallelujah. We couldn't do enough to earn it. It was imputed into us in Christ. But look at this. A generation that is pure in its own eyes, yet is not washed from its filthiness. There's a generation, oh, how lofty are their eyes, and their eyelids are lifted up in pride and arrogance. I'm adding that. There's a generation, verse 14, whose teeth are like swords, and whose fangs are like knives to devour the poor from off the earth and the needy from among men. Where is that generation? Are they living right now in our time? I want to say this. The generation is even in points of office in our government when they can say abortion is legal that they yet are that, that ignorant and deceived to say that a baby at the point of conception is a piece of tissue. How deluded can anybody be? It is a demonic force on the earth, the prince of the power of the air, trying to keep the worship of Molech still in operation where they would offer children to the devil. We, the church, is responsible to pray like we have never prayed before. And to be a voice. It's, we are to be modest. We're to be holy as he is holy. It's not religious. It's not just Pentecostal. It's Christ. We need the real gospel. Let me share this with you as well. In Ezekiel, and the Lord just quickened this, and we'll get ready to take a break shortly. We've got some time. In Ezekiel 33, if you have your Bible, turn there, please. Ezekiel 33. We often use this about not sharing our faith or sharing the gospel with others. And 
our silence, if we don't communicate Christ and share Christ with others, then the Bible, let's look what the Bible says. There's a context for this, but there's a principle with it. A lot of Scripture, it's not to be taken out of context, but there are principles within the principle (laughs) that are lifelong and applicable in many ways. Verse 30, chapter 33, verse 1, again, the word of the Lord came to me saying, son of man, speak to the children of your people and say to them, when I bring the sword upon a land and from the people of the land, take a man from their territory and make him their watchman. You and I are called to be watchmen. Every believer is called to be a watchman on the wall. It's not just fivefold offices, it's the body of Christ. When they rebuilt the wall of Nehemiah, every member of Israel was on that wall and instructed to have a tool in one hand and a weapon in the other. Verse 3 says, when he sees the sword coming upon the land, if he blows the trumpet and warns the people, then whoever hears the sound of the trumpet and does not take warning, if the sword comes and takes him away, his blood shall be on his own head. You and I are to trumpet something. We are called to be God's trumpets. Announcing. Amen. The Bible says in the New Testament, shout it from the housetops. Be my voice in the earth. Verse 5 says, he heard the sound of the trumpet, but did not take warning. You and I have to warn the generations that are coming up. We're responsible to it. Because he heard the sound of the trumpet, but did not take warning. His blood shall be upon himself or herself. But he who takes warning will save his life. But if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet and the people are not warned, the sword comes and takes away any person from among them, he is taken away in his or her iniquity. But their blood I will require at the watchman's hand. He is the word, amen? He said, Amen. He said, so shall my word be, in Isaiah, that goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me void, but it will accomplish the thing to which I have sent it. Church, we have great responsibility. And maybe we don't have the offspring or something like that in generations, but every one of us can influence generations through prayer and faith, calling those things that are not as though they are. Job 22, 28, decreeing things and they will be established. God didn't say take a shot at it. He didn't say roll the dice and hope it works. Decree it as a king in the earth. Glory to God. Believing that what God said is going to come to pass. And it shall come to pass. Go ahead. My God. Just, um, I can't remember when it was in the next last two days. But the Lord was showing us how there is become, there's coming a chronicle, chronological move 
that a, a series of events that are parallel to the when Jesus came onto the earth, now when he comes to return. And one of the things he specifically spoke of was that there are going to be two kinds of hearts in the church. There's going to be one that says, like Mary, so be it unto me, as according to your will. And the other, like Zechariah, who said, how can this be done? And his mouth was shut. Wow. And it wasn't until he saw the things come to pass that, and he wrote down, even though it was against all the traditions of the priest, that what God said, his name will be called John, that his mouth was opened. And the Lord said, there are going to be some that are going to be like Zechariah and say of these things that they begin to see, how is this so? And it's a form of doubt and unbelief. And Mary was a form of faith. He just said, yes, come on, whatever you got, Father. There's a lot of, there, believe it or not, there is a underground church that is saying, come on, God. Yeah. There's a lot of us out there. Mm. They're just not in the public eye like you see. But there are a lot of, of, of healthy local bodies in our nation, around the world, and people that are saying, yes, Lord, be it according to your word. Be it done to me according to your word. But there are those Zechariahs that are caught up in the religious and the traditions and the wisdom of man that are saying, how's this going to happen? Because they're so dull right now. They're so, and they've been so steeped in this uh, subduing of these delusions delusions of what the devil's brought on. But there will be those even in that place that will say that, that will turn their hearts to God. So we can't turn them over and just say, oh, it's never. No, we pray for those Zacharias that uh, have the doubt and let them see. The birth of John, the birth of Jesus. Hallelujah. And let him feel the power of, of God and, and then let, let them turn around and say, I choose to agree with the will of God. Amen. And their mouths will be opened in that day and they will hook up with what God is doing. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's give him praise, shall we, for a moment. We're going to take a break in just a moment. Lord, we give you praise. Come on, lift your voices, saints. We can stand if you want to stretch a moment. Lord God, how wonderful and reverent and fearful you are. How glorious you are, Father. And Holy Spirit, for bringing this session into the, to the light. The things that are important to your heart. Lord, give us and grace us with the things that are important to your heart being imputed and revealed and coming alive in our hearts. We reverence you. God, thank you for loving us so much to communicate, and to, to direct. Your word says the king's hearts are in the hand of the Lord and you direct it as you do the rivers. Whether we be male or female, we're kings in the earth. Thank you. Father, I pray for everyone that was listening in on this session. And Father, even all of us that are here in this building. Father, if our heart is condemning us, Father, because of things in our life, and that the anointing of your word that was spoken forth, Father, is convicting us. Father, I pray that 
that the forgiveness, Father, that you have paid that price through Jesus Christ, Lord God, would be received and returned and granted, Father, Mm. to us and to everyone that is watching. Maybe some of you have had abortions and maybe some even in this room and that guilt has always been there. And maybe you have prayed and asked God to forgive you over and over again. I want to confirm that he has forgiven you. Hallelujah. Because his word said so. Thank you, Lord. And maybe you have been one that has participated in these different types of parties and gatherings and getting together and you're part of the church and churches are are coming together and, and, and there's so many immorality and acts of immorality that are happening because the pure unadulterated word is not coming forth and being taught and preached. I want to say to you, if your heart is being convicted and even if you feel condemned, turn away from it. Yes. Repent. Come into the grace of God. Repent and turn from it. Because this is your time right now where the Lord is extending his mercy and his love to you. And I pray for the empowerment of the Holy Ghost that will help keep us walking in that holy, pure, wonderful life that Mm. Jesus has commissioned us to walk in, to be holy as he is holy. Yes. And Lord, that your church will shine so bright. Yes, God. And the colors that are in the glistening of your brightness, Lord, (laughs) will come forth and touch other people, Lord. Yes, Lord. We thank you for the cleansing, the washing, Mm. the purification that comes to us all the time. Thank you for it, Lord. In In Jesus' Jesus name. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to take another 10-minute break and come back for the last session.